This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, thank you for joining us on Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast. I am joined by uh, what has become a, a good friend of mine, Mr. Lance Cook. Lance, how are you, man? Doing very well. Thanks for asking. So, Lance, um, before we dive in, you are a team member of the Kill and Eat TV show. Um, you are a, I know you do some some work with bow addicts. And uh, what else do you do, man? What do I do? Well, <clears throat> I hunt. I hunt a lot, but uh, what I'm actually a commercial salmon fisherman up here in British Columbia. Um, five generations. Now, we don't make a living of that anymore, so my wife and I have a small business that we operate together. So you can give me some salmon. Well, I hope to, yeah. Like, we don't get out much anymore, but uh, I'd like to get out there. That's one of my favorite things, man. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't fish very often anymore commercially. It's mostly sports fishing and other sectors. Well, I wanted to have you on, and uh, you recently killed a monster of a bear, um, just an absolute beautiful bear. Um, and I believe uh, that it I, I believe it'll be really close to being a Pope and Young uh, bear. Um, which before we dive in, I do want to give a quick thank you. Uh, to our friends over at Pope and Young, um, for situations like this, we get to enter our animals into a record book and and have them forever in that record book. But Pope and Young also uh, do great work in providing all of us bow hunters with more opportunities, and that has been their task from the beginning. So, if you're not a member of Pope and Young, I would encourage you to go become a member uh, because they continue to this day to provide uh, us as bow hunters more opportunities. So, uh, those guys are absolutely fantastic, but. I do want to dive into your bear hunting story because uh, as I kind of watched it and as I kind of uh, followed along with it on your Instagram, uh, it really unfolded to be a really cool hunt. Um, and, and, you know, over several days, I watched this hunt unfold. And then to see this monstrosity of a bear that you harvested, uh, it came full circle and it was just an incredible hunt. So uh, tell me, man, about this bear hunt. Well, I tell you... It- this island is covered up in bears for one thing. We don't, we don't, it's unlawful to bait bears in BC, but uh, that's not really an issue because there's a bear around every corner around here. It's a matter of picking your bear. Um, one side note with the uh, Pope and Young, I use a rangefinder when I bow hunt. Does, does that make it ineligible? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, I'll have to ask. Um, I've wondered about that. Because uh, I, sh- I shoot a lot of 3D, open, unknown, and I score quite high. But when I hunt, I feel it's most ethical to use a, a range finder. So 
Yeah, I, I would have to ask. I'm not sure about that. Um, now I know funny story. I, one time I was I was talking with Jim Willems, um, and at the time this happened, I think he was the president of Pope and Young, uh, but he shot a a bear with his bow, and uh, ended up having to finish it off with a gun, and so it it could no longer be in the Pope and Young record books. And I, you know, I right. thought it was funny because I'm like, well, man, you can pull some strings here, I'm sure, because uh, you did <laughs> shoot it with a bow, but uh, yeah, man, I'm not sure I have to ask about that, but uh, either way an awesome bear nonetheless um so tell me how that all unfolded man well like i said there's there's so many bears on this island and i hunt a lot of farms the farmer i get i've been bow hunting in this area i mean i've lived here for five generations so i know a lot of people i got a lot of farmers with uh you know corn and 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 whatever agricultural stocks they want me to come in and hunt these properties so i do a lot of farm hunting and uh i'm able to pattern the bears so i i tree stand hunt and such and finally my brother's like look stop messing around with those farm bears i can get you on a bear so we went way back into the deep back side of the island here and boy there was bears everywhere and he my brother was telling me look don't get excited. We're just going to pick a bear. We're going to pick a spot. We're going to, um, you know, is it a good enough bear to go after? Can we recover it easily enough without killing ourselves? Cause we normally hunt midweek, you know, uh, after work. So we're not getting home till late if we, if it's a long recovery. So, uh, yeah, he took me out after work one day and passed. Well, we didn't pass. We just didn't bother to pursue quite a few bears before we found the one. So, it was, um, we were walking up a road and my brother's like, okay, get up on that hill. There's a big boar up there. And I'm like, did you see it? And he goes, no, I heard it. And I was like, what do you mean you heard it? Oh yeah, he warned us. He gave us a big groan and he's up there. So I went up there and peeked over the hill and yep, there was a great big bear. So the stock was on. I ended up leaving my brother behind with the camera because just moving in through an open cut block both of us moving just wouldn't have worked so i uh i wish from, i wish i had a brother that tr that treated me this good i this guy i tell you well he works a lot with uh, the government stuff too um on numbers like bear numbers it's cougar numbers and whatever he runs a big pen of hounds and he's uh when you talk about hunting on the island people talk about my brother I was talking to actually Jim Shock, he lives in the area. I was talking to him on one of my hikes, we just happened to bump into each other and we we're talking about who we know and stuff. And I told him who my brother was. And he goes, Oh, yeah, hell of a hunter. I know him. <laughs> like, yeah, you probably do. <laughs> so anyway, no, it was good. He filmed from a distance, he got the shot and everything. And uh Oh, backtrack. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. Now when shooting that bear, um, how did you see him drop? How was the recovery of that bear? Oh, it was hilarious. Um, a lot of people probably think we're pretty crazy, but I don't, I don't know. We're just, I'm not scared of black bears. I am terrified of grizzlies. We don't have, well, they've just started showing up in the Northern Island, but typically we, if you look on a grizzly bear map, apparently they don't exist here, but I'm scared of grizzlies, not of black bears. Um, so we didn't have a gun. We didn't have anything. I shot the bear. And this is something you're going to have to pay attention to when on your bear hunt because 
you don't, I, when I'm hunting deer, I shoot, I keep it really tight to the shoulder on a bear shoot a little back further. So I learned that, uh, well, I learned it a long time ago, but I, I messed up on this shot. I put it too close to the shoulder. And what I ended up doing was, uh, cutting an artery. So when he took off running, I could see him pumping out. So we're tracking, we ended up tracking this bear for quite some time, actually. And we, we kept bumping him up. Oh, it was in a thick reforested area. So we, we wouldn't get on him till like 15, 20 feet. And you could just see him moving through the trees. No gun, no bear spray, just sharp sticks. Um, it just, it started getting comical after a while. Cause you're like, you're somewhat scared, but you just keep pursuing. And, uh, it was funny. My brother was mad cause he's a rifle hunter. And he goes, man, if I get mauled because of your sharp sticks, I am going to be so mad. <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> I laughed so hard. It's like when, like when you're a teenager and you're driving like a, a crazy in your car with a car full of kids. I know we never do that. But just to say we did, right? And you end up in the farmer's field somewhere, but everybody's okay. And you all burst out laughing because, you know, it was the adrenaline. I don't know. It was fun. We did end up. Now, how many? Yeah. Go ahead. No, we ended, we did end up catching up to the bear. So I had one shot in the in the cut block. So I I closed the distance from uh, about eighty meters by the time I crested that hill. Oh, I'm a Canadian, so I say meters. So we have to add some for yards. Sorry. Um, so I ended up closing the distance to twenty eight meters from like eighty in an open cut block. So there's so many things like. Bears, if you can stay ahead of their nose, so I had to keep kind of running down the hill to stay ahead of the wind so he wouldn't wind me. And if you can keep your human noise to nothing and keep his nose out of the equation, his eyes, he kept looking at me and grunting and groaning and warning me to move away, but he didn't associate human because I was wearing moccasins, so there was no sound of synthetic material on the ground. and had my uh, camel on top and then black pants. So he just saw something black moving towards him. And he didn't like it because it was the bear rut. And he's like, oh, what's that little bear keep moving towards me for? So I was able to... Oh, man. I was able to move right in. And at, at 28 yards, and he stood up on a log and looked at me and was like, go, 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 warning me to move away. It's pretty cool. It's quite a rush. That is insane. Now, do you have that on footage on film? Yes, my brother was quite some quite a ways away, but he was trying to get the bear and me. Um, and you can hear it on the audio, the bear grumbling at me. The closer I got, oh him, man, the more he'd grumble at me. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that the editors can do because there was a river behind us, so there's quite a bit of background noise. But hopefully, can isolate the bear just grumbling at me the closer I got. So it was pretty cool. Uh, I cannot wait to see this, man. So when we got. Sorry, when we were tracking this bear and kept bumping him and bumping, we finally, what he did was he went back to his little home, which was on a, on a bluff. So it kind of overlooked the cut block somewhat. And he kind of cliffed himself up because he's pretty much out of blood by the time th at this point. So he couldn't go uphill and he didn't, couldn't go downhill. So he cliffed himself up on the edge and we get in tight. I mean, it's tight. It's like 15 feet, maybe it's so thick. And my brother's got the camera but footage was terrible but anyway shoot he's like shoot 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 but he's a rifle hunter he doesn't understand like i'm in thick thick brush 
like even just to try to draw my bow was tough. And he, <laughs> he's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And uh, so I, I put another one in the bear. I don't know if it was a good shot or not. And he shoot, shoot, shoot. So I, I missed at 15 feet because I'm rattled now. And there's branches and stuff everywhere. And he's like, shoot. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I got, I'm out. And he goes, we got one more in your quiver. And I don't, this is not a good idea, obviously, but I carry a blunt tip with me because I just like to play around with it on the way back. Or I like to shoot my bow. That's the thing is I'm an archer. I like to shoot my bow. So I carry a blunt tip. I don't lose arrows and I just bounce them off stumps and I can shoot and play around. So I had this blunt tip with me and he's, getting quite anxious because this bear's got enough in him that he, he could take one of us out easily at 15 feet. And I, he's like, shoot, shoot. I go, I don't have any more. And he goes, yeah, one more in your quiver. So I pulled the blunt tip out and he looks at me and uh, yeah, he had some choice words for me. So <laughs> we, <laughs> that's a mistake. Always carry a full quiver of uh, lethal broadheads. There's a tip for you. Now this <laughs> This right here gets me fired up for bear hunting, but it also uh, gets me a little anxious for bear hunting too. Uh, being a, a Midwestern from Kansas, uh, there's not much in the woods I have to worry about. Um, so now, you know, I, I'm a I'm a guy traveling to Maine into bear country, and uh, and this it gets me fired up, but it also gets me anxious. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. It's weird because I do. I talk to a lot of with a lot of the Boax brothers down there, you know, and they're putting on big chaps to uh, prevent, you know, s snake strikes and stuff. And that freaks me out. I would not want to do that. I mean, up here, oh, like I say, we, we bump into bears and cougars and wolves all the time. And I don't, I'm not scared of it. Not scared at all. Even a wounded bear, like I wasn't really terrified. It was getting a little intense. All right. But I, I would be terrified if I had to put big chaps on to uh, prevent a, a snake strike. That's that's what would scare me. See, I, I'm I'm the opposite, man. Snakes don't bother me because <laughs> um, they can't chase me down. <laughs> well, that's so, that's uh, yeah. that's exactly what most of my bow addicts uh, people say uh, when when we talk about it. They go, "Yeah, but but a, a snake's not tracking you, or you know, or sneaking up on you." Huh? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> now now cougars you get into a whole nother story man i one of my friends one time uh was was hunting and he posted a picture through his spotting scope he had dropped his bag and uh to to stalk this elk and when he came back there was a cougar um you know approaching his bag and so you know he felt he was hunting the elk but that cougar had been hunting them um, and they had, that cougar had come in on their bags and, and had started working the trail that they had walked from their bag. And so that cougar, uh, was now hunting them. And I was just like, Nope, I'm out on that brother. Um, uh, you know, I can, I can handle snakes. And, uh, but when you talk about something that can hunt me and something that can chase me down, uh, I get a little freaked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of the newcomers to this Island, they talk about, Oh, Hey, I see that they've posted a, a, a cougar sighting sign. Oh, that's scary. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that posting of the cougar sighting sign really doesn't mean anything because the cougars are always here. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much every time you go for a walk, there's something watching you on this Island, but rare. That's crazy, man. Rare is the attack, but it, it, it has happened. These cougars on this Island, apparently are fairly aggressive but it's rare 
extremely rare. So after my brother's thoroughly frustrated with me, we, uh, we backed out of there slowly. I was kind of hiding behind some trees. I was fine, but apparently the bear was looking at my brother. <laughs> so anyway, we backed out of there. I actually went back to the cut block and uh, found my lethal arrow because uh, I saw it fly out of the bear. So I actually found that and when we came back, uh, it was getting dark, dark, like dark. Um, if you looked up, you could see light, but it was so dense in the forest. So we made our way back with flashlights, found a blood trail, went back. I could found that, found those two trees that I was hiding behind. I knew the bear was right there. So just peeked up over the hill with my flashlight and, uh, he was gone. He was gone. I'm like, Oh no. So actually, you know, like I say, I'm not scared of bears, but at that point, then I started getting a little bit like now we're tracking a wounded bear in the dark with sharp sticks. And, uh, then that got, got pretty nervous then, but so he was out of that hole, but my brother crawled down there and followed the blood trail out with a flashlight. He just crawled from one hole to the next and had it expired by the time we got back to him. So that was our bear hunt. That's awesome, man. man. It, you know, it's, you know, you talk about, uh, like family and, and stuff. And, uh, I'm getting older now and my brother and I are, we'll have that memory of that hunt till we die. And it's pretty cool to be able to get out and, and enjoy an adventure and, you know, have the hair in your neck stand up, or, you know, with a bit of fright in that, but the whole, uh, just helping one another or he helped me mostly, obviously, but, uh, just getting out with family and hunting together and, and the memories and man, I, we just laughed so hard more so on the way back after everybody was safe and we, we were successful and, uh, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome adventure. Yeah, that is absolutely, uh, what you just mentioned is absolutely what hunting is all about. Um, a lot of times we, we get too focused on the harvest and we, we lose sight of just the joy of being out in the woods with whoever it is you're out there with. Um, you know, my, my best memories are in the woods with my dad and, uh, and, and with some of my friends and, and especially when you go on like a big, you know, group hunt with your buddies, uh, we just went down, uh, we just went down to South Texas with, with five of us guys and, and, uh, hunted for a few days and, and those memories, man, uh, the best memories aren't even when the animal was shot, but just the fun times you have in camp and the fun times you have, you know, poking around with each other. And you mentioned snakes that was uh, down in South Texas, we, we had to worry about rattlesnakes. And, uh, I can promise you if you, so, so, uh, if you go to Mossy Oak Go, you can watch the kill and eat episodes of us down in Texas. There was a lot of shenanigans of people scaring each other with snakes. Um, you know, we would throw a, a, a dead snake under somebody's feet or we would, you know, go up and ground by the ankle and scare them. And, and, uh, there was a lot of shenanigans had, uh, but those are the best times of the hunt. So, just go out and enjoy being in the woods with whoever it is you're out there with. It doesn't have to always be about the kill. Uh, hunting is, is an easy sport to enjoy even when there's no, um, even when there's no harvest. So, um, but the real reason I had you on the podcast, uh, to share that great story, but also, um, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm going on a bear hunt, uh, and it's about a month away. And, uh, this will be, I've only been on one bear hunt and it was unsuccessful. Uh, the only shot I got was with a rifle. Um, it was unsuccessful hunt. And so this is my first, this is my first bear hunt where, where I hope to be shooting one with a bow. Uh, and so I wanted to have you on as a, as a bear hunter to give me some advice. 
the hunting one-on-one podcast is all about teaching and learning. And so I want to glean from your knowledge of bear hunting. Uh, I want to learn and that way I kind of feel more prepared going into this. Um, now you've shared with me a little bit about broadheads when it comes to bear hunting. Uh, what's your tips on choosing a broadhead for bear hunting? I would choose a fixed blade, heavy fixed blade, big chunk of very sharp metal up front. <laughs> that's my, that's now my, why the fixed blade, why the fixed blade over the, over a, 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 a an expandable. Well, you know, I use expandables for, for deer, uh, just because the, the, the wound, the wound channel is huge, right. On an expandable. Um, but with a bear, they're, they're super dense. Like they're, they're all muscle and, and the, the carcass is like, they're huge. They're just, they're so dense that you need the, the energy. And even if it's not a huge wound channel, you want that, that arrow to go through, right? So, I, and I knew this, but like on my bear hunt, I was using uh, mechanicals um, because I thought if I made the shot right, and I've seen it done, the mechanicals will go through, but the shot wasn't perfect and it didn't go through. So now, uh, and I don't know why, but I, I was using mechanical broadhead, but I knew better. Um, well, in hindsight, I suppose, because I should have been using a, a fixed blade. Now, do you think bear. that all the hair, do you think all the hair on a bear affects uh, the expandable? Absolutely. I, I was using a expandable with, with, with a big cut, right? So um, by the time that opened on impact, even just going through the hair, um, you know, you're losing a lot of energy. You're losing a lot of sharpness, actually. Uh, it does. It seems strange. You're talking millimeters, but it makes a difference. Now, like you, I am a, I am a, I shoot mechanicals when I'm deer hunting. Sometimes, um, I, I enjoy fixed blades, uh, but but I I shoot a mechanical. I shoot the SK two uh, from Sick Broadheads when I'm when I'm deer hunting. Um, I, and I went and I got a pack of the um, F4s from Sick Broadheads uh, for this bear hunt. And and I believe they'll do the job. Um, but like you said, I want something that I don't have to worry about failure. Uh, I don't have to worry about it um, not opening or, uh, like you said, losing that energy um, when, that, when, that, when those blades open up. And so I'll be shooting the F4 and I'm hoping that, uh, that it'll be sufficient. Um, now... Like you, uh, people do, people do use mechanicals for bear hunting. Um, and there's nothing, you know, against that, the, the bear hunt that I've been on, the only bear hunt I've been on where I was carrying my bow, um, that state was, it was illegal to use fixed blades. So I, or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it was illegal to use, uh, expandables. So I had to use a fixed blade. Um, so I would just say, if you are traveling to a different state, if you're going to a different state that you've never hunted before, make sure and check their laws and make sure you're abiding by the laws on what you're using and, and how you're using it. Uh, you know, some states you have to pull off, you know, all of your um, electronics off your bow. So if you have sight lights and stuff like that, you have to pull those off. So if you are traveling to a different state to hunt, uh, check their laws. Uh, because I had up until like three days before my hunt, I had no idea that it was illegal to use mechanicals in that state. And so I had to switch my setup and what I had been practicing with and, and use a fixed blade uh, on that hunt. But 
I do plan on using a, a fixed blade due to your recommendation. Um, now you, you talked about shot placement. How do you, how do you determine if it's not right behind that shoulder on a bear? How do you determine shot placement on a bear? Basically on a, on a bear aim center mass, like, uh, you know, the distance from his, you know, the base of his skull to his tail shoot in the middle of those two. And then from the top of his back to the bottom of his belly in the middle of those two. So center mass, um, they're not shaped the same as a deer at all. Uh, the, the body cavity is more oval, whereas a deer is more, it's longer, it's sorry, it's taller. On a bear, it's more oval. So you have to aim center mass. Does that make any sense? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> another question I have for you is determining a mature bear. Um, how do you determine a mature bear? If the ears look really big, if the ears look really big, it's it's a young bear, it's a small bear. Is that the is that kind of the only way you you judge age on a bear? Bear bears are extremely hard to judge. People always have trouble with judging a bear. It's it's a big topic. Um, it, they're so hard to judge. But I just basically go by. I mean, you can tell a. An older bear, because their, you know, their their head's going to be wider, which makes their ears look smaller. And if you can find a bear with a crease in the middle of its forehead, that's definitely one you want to pursue, right? Um, but they're very hard to judge. They just are. So you get that that crease comes with age, right? Uh, and yeah, size, right? Uh, like how big their skull is. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Now, for that. how do you determine, how do you determine, uh, gender on a bear? Oh, again, so hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, I, I suppose the, the best way to, uh, uh, find a good bear is, is to look at a lot of bears. Like I'm, I'm saying, look for, uh, you know, small ears and a crease and just, uh, overall bulk and that doesn't mean anything if you've only seen one bear because you could say oh the ears look small it looks bulky but if you drive down the road and you see another bear and you go oh okay now that one is way different than the other one and it definitely has small ears compared to so the more bears you can see obviously the better but like they're just really hard to judge look for bulkiness does it look round or does it look long I got you. Good advice, man. Uh, th those are things that, that I've been wondering. And, and, you know, as soon as I get there, uh, those are questions that, that I would pour into my guide, uh, or the outfit that I'm hunting with. Um, so I would also encourage you that if you're hunting a new species, um, ask somebody that you trust. Uh, Google is a great place to go. Um, you can find great resources online, but at the same time, you don't know if those people uh, know what they're talking about. So find somebody you trust. If you're going with a guide or an outfit, ask all those questions beforehand. Don't be don't be ashamed or embarrassed um, to ask those questions. I, I've been a hunter my whole life, but I still have no idea about bear hunting because this is my first bear hunt. So don't be afraid to ask those questions and don't be afraid to get the information before your hunt begins. Um, now, when you're talking bear hunting, uh, now now where I'm hunting, you can hunt over bait. 
Um, so do you have any kind of tips there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about uh, baiting bears. Um, yeah, we just don't do it here. Uh, well, it's not that we just don't do it. It's not legal to do it here. So the uh, thing about bears, though, the most important, well, I, I, I touched on it a bit with my bear story there, but the thing about bears is their nose. Their noses are absolutely incredible. They're quite a bit um, better than any scent hound out there, like like by a large margin. So if you can trick their nose, you've got a way better chance of getting in on a bear. And like I said, keep your human sounds, well, uh, eliminate human sounds. Uh, uh, like, okay, if you're baiting, obviously have, have the wind and on your way into the stand, don't make any human sounds, even your voice whispering, they know, they know you're there. Uh, so just stay ahead of their nose. Don't make any human sounds. They know the difference and, um, their eyes, uh, they can see you, but I don't know. They kind of look at you oddly uh, with when you're in, in camo. They're, they, I don't know, cover your face up and stuff like that because they show your face, they know you right away, even at a distance, even though their eyes aren't great, but they can see, you know, a human face, you're done. So cover your face up, stay ahead of their nose, don't make any human sounds. Now, I have heard quite a bit about a bear's nose. So, uh, I'll be taking heavy preparation um, for this hunt when it comes to scent. Um, so, so kind of what I'm going to be doing, and uh, you know, if you're going on a bear hunt or or even a deer hunt, um, you know, scent is a huge thing with deer. Um, I'm going to wash all of my gear beforehand, um, you know, and scent free spray before I ever even travel there. Uh, my clothes will be in a tote with a uh, an ozone generator from from Dead Down Wind. Um, so those will be locked away in a tote for the entire travel that way, you know, as I travel, uh, to Maine, uh, I'm not getting scents from the car and from restaurants we eat at and from hotels we go into on the way there. Um, so make preparations before your hunt when it comes to scent. Um, and then obviously shower, um, with, with scent free body wash and, and things like that. Um, again, you can pick up a bottle of, of dead down wind at Walmart for, you know, five bucks and, uh, and, it makes the world a difference, but you still, I, I don't care if you have the best scent preven- prevention, uh, in the world, you still have to hunt the wind. Um, no amount of, of scent control products can keep, um, can keep you from a bad wind. So you still need to hunt the wind. Uh, but then if the, uh, then if the, war- if the wind swirls and, and the bears do get a whiff of you, um, hopefully the preparations you've taken beforehand, uh, will help you in that situation. I also spray down all of my bags. Um, so if I'm, you know, if I, right before I go into the woods, I'll spray down my boots, um, which I use, I use leather boots. Um, I wear leather boots. So that, that's really good about not holding scent. Um, I, I'm sorry, they're, they're really bad about holding scent. Uh, so I spray my boots down really well. Um, before I walk in, I spray my bags down before I walk in. I'll spray any camera gear I have down before I walk in my bow. I spray everything down, uh, before I walk in again, just that kind of last step to make sure, um, that I'm not, that if the wind swirls and I get a bad wind, uh, for any reason, I'm not going to have as much chance of spooking that animal. Uh, so take preparations long before your hunt, uh, to stay ahead of their noses 
Um, now, Lance, before I let you go, man, I need you to send me off with one of your favorite hunting stories you have. Oh, boy. Well, that's a tough one. I've got uh, four adult children, and I've hunted with them, so there's... <laughs> There's lots of stories there. I mean, and the time I spent with my dad and my brother. Oh, man. One good story. There's a lifetime of hunting. There's so many good ones. Um, well, yeah, that's a hard question. A, it is. I'll, I'll switch gears a bit uh, from bear hunting because I did have a blast with my brother this year hunting bears. I mean, the, the hunt that I got the bear, that wasn't the only hunt. We took another young guy out. with. Uh, he wanted to get his first bear. He was a rifle hunter. And there are some great stories uh, just packed into a couple of hunts there as well. But I'll switch gears up and uh, talk about uh, last season, an unsuccessful hunt. Um, but my son and I, we had a blast. We uh, did a bit of island hopping. Where, like There's a small chain of islands between the big island I live on and the mainland. And uh, we were rattling in blacktail bucks. It, it was one, it was again, just, I just couldn't help but laughing because it was so fun. We uh, would would get a little set up and we'd hit the rattling horns, and these bucks were running in. And uh, we we're not trophy hunters; we're, we're mediators, so uh, we could have shot any one of these bucks. But we kept thinking, "Oh, well, that was fun. Let's let's try another scenario. Let's you know, you go sit over there. I'll sit over here. You know." And uh, we rattled bucks in. I don't know. I actually honestly don't know how many we rattled in. It was the bucks were pouring in. It was so much fun. And then uh, about eleven o'clock, so we started rattling them in at daybreak. And then about eleven o'clock, we're finally like, okay, look, we got we got to shoot one here eventually. Um, they stopped. They just stopped coming in, uh, and we didn't see a buck after that. But boy, that morning with my son in it, like this, a bit of a grind. Uh, these are bluffs we're hunting and hard work, but just so much fun. And that's the perfect story because like I preach, um, the best stories don't always come from shooting a monster animal. Uh, some of the best stories are just being out there, uh, with your loved ones, enjoying the great outdoors, watching creation, watching the animals. Um, so I, I enjoy those stories. I enjoy just the authentication of hunting is fun no matter what. Uh, I had a good time and I didn't shoot an animal. Um, so I love those stories. Uh, now, real quick, I, I do want you to tell me uh, your thoughts on the Kuma LD. That's what you're shooting right now. And the Kuma series is one of my favorite series that Bear has ever produced. So I want to hear your thoughts on the Kuma LD. I really like the Kuma LD. Uh, I like, I know the, is it the Kuma 30, the shorter one? I, I tried that one. I do a lot of target shooting and, and 3D archery, and I do a lot of shooting. I, I've just, I just like a longer bow nowadays, and it's not too long that I can't tree stand hunt. And, and uh, we do it like, I feel like it's like combat hunting around here. It's a lot of crawling around trying to get into these blacktails around here. And it's a long enough bow, it's super stable. Um, but it's not so long that it gets in my way and just the draw cycle and the hold, uh, even without stabilizers, I've put a couple, st um, hitman stabilizers on it now, but even without stabilizers, it, 
it's solid and it holds. You know, like if you shoot enough bows and you come to full draw and you come in, you settle into your your shot cycle, and when that pin is holding and it's it's almost like you can't move it, it's stuck on the target. Um, there's not a lot of bows that that when you just you pull back and that pin just stays there. This Guma LD that that pin just stays stuck right on the spot. Um, the draw cycles. And I'm drawing 70, um, and I'm not a super young man anymore, so it's nothing. It's it's so smooth. The back ball is super solid. I don't know. I just really like it. Uh, I, I did a little bow review well, about a year before I bought this bow and was saying, man, I love this bow. I'd, I'd buy this bow one day, and I ended up did buy. I did buy it a few, well, about a year later. It's just a perfect hunting bow. Yeah, that that Kuma series is just a fantastic line, um, and, and not not to be shadowed by the twenty twenty series. Uh, the twenty twenty uh, Status EKO is a great bow, but but that Kuma series uh, is one of my favorite bows that that Bear has ever produced. Uh, before we go, I, I'm in the process of, like I said, building my arrows and getting ready for this bear hunt, and uh, I am wrapping and fletching some arrows. Um, and I'm using wraps and fletchings from Bonning. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to those guys. They are absolutely fantastic. Uh, they got something for everybody, whether you like shorter or longer veins, uh, whether you like the standard blazer veins, whatever you're shooting compound, uh, crossbows, recurves, they've got the products for you to build those arrows perfectly for your next hunt. Uh, so go check out Bonning. They also have some incredible, uh, Fred bear, uh, branded products, um, so they've got the Fred Bear camo and they've got the Fred Bear flannel. Um, those wraps just look awesome. So go check those guys out. Uh, but thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. <laughs>